0: Welcome back to another episode of Two Average Husbands. I'm your host, Jake.
1: Oh, you're not going to do it this week. All right. I'm not. your host, Kyle. Welcome back, everybody. Two Average I, Husbands.
0: I got to save the the new intros for uh, for season two. We still got to workshop them a little bit. you throw me off when you do that shit. Season two is coming right around the corner here, Kyle. This is episode 25. We're going to have fuck, uh, episode already, wow. Episode 30 is hopefully when we'll have the uh, the revamps that I'm working on. I'm working with somebody to get a few things created. Kyle doesn't Did even you? know about them yet. So. I do not. That is great. You don't have to. I have no idea what he's talking about. You're going to have to wait and see, baby.
1: Anyways, Kyle, what are we drinking tonight, brother? So for me, I'm starting off with the Shipyard Brewing Company Smashed Pumpkin Ale. Pretty excited about this one. I'm not like a big fall guy. But uh, the wife is, and I do enjoy the pumpkin beers. So, I'm I excited ate, for this. I'm the
0: guy who like kind of mm-hmm. used to shit on pumpkin. This thing's nine percent. But, but I love pumpkin.
1: Damn, nine
0: percent. A- Kyle's in beer. for a great night, boys and girls. All right, I am drinking Brothership Brew. Uh, is it Brothership? Yeah, Brothership Brewing Company's Plasma Wave Strawberry Supernova, which is a candy-inspired sour ale. I've heard nothing but wonderful things about this uh, this brewery in general. So we're going to see what that's all about. My brother's in the chat. He says, what's up, Dingle Dick? Thanks, Logan. Appreciate you.
1: What's up, Logan? All right. Is he in Discord or is he in? Speaking on of, the, plug that again, too. On uh, the YouTube chat. We have the Discord channel as well. I'm pulling up the YouTube comments. All right, sweet. I got that. But we do have the Discord channel as well. So if you are... Uh, listening to us regularly want to hop in and chat with us during the show but don't want to do it on youtube we did open the discord channel as well so feel free to hop on in there i will do that right now i will yes. be in the podcast interaction channel
0: i am in that as well make sure you uh if you haven't already, make sure you join that Discord. We've already got a few few of our friends who are in there, so make sure you join them in there. Check out our um, any of the link trees that we post. We'll have the link to the Discord in there. But jumping right into this week's episode, as always, we start with the NFL segment. We do have the Jaguars versus Bengals going on right now. but We sure do. Kyle and I made a couple bets about football this year, and one of them is off to a great start for me, so I'm going to talk about it this week.
1: He says great start. I don't know how great of a start it is.
0: Their stats are, are, are pretty different. We'll, we'll put it that way. But Kyle and I made a bet after I published my rookie rankings. Um, if you don't follow me on Twitter at JakePerry34, um, you wouldn't know this, but I am a fantasy football analyst. I do write for JWB Fantasy Football, but I've done some other stuff beforehand. But I posted my rookie rankings for this year. Had Mac Jones ranked higher than Zach Wilson, which was co- very controversial at the time. Um, and, uh, Kyle had some things to say about it. And as a result, we, we made a a bet and, uh, this bet has to do with, uh, the drinks actually that we will have on one of these episodes here. Um, but Mac Jones is off to a pretty, pretty okay start. I won't say good. He's definitely okay, but he's doing a lot better than Zach Wilson. Kyle, your thoughts.
1: I think Zach Wilson actually had a pretty okay first game despite the picks. And then the second game was atrocious. The Picks didn't help, the picks were fucking rough, man. And obviously, it's not helpful that he's but at the okay. So, at the end of the day, the only the we're not judging it just based off of interceptions, so we're going to look at a multifaceted approach to see what actually is going on and see who actually played better over the course of the year and contributed the most to fantasy. So, we're going to be looking at a lot of different things there, not just interceptions, because I do think that that is going to be a giant negative in the column for Zach Wilson. But that being said, I do think Zach Wilson. Uh, can be great still. I just don't know if we're gonna have a good look at a great Zach Wilson this year. Which it's nobody's gonna be shocked by that. Yeah, um I have to
0: agree with you um wholeheartedly that uh neither neither is off to a phenomenal start. Let's just let's just be very honest about that. Hold on my dogs are barking in the background. Jess must have just my got home so barking. apologize if you hear that. I can't do anything about it. Um, When it comes to uh, the two quarterbacks, uh, I have their their traditional stats that we can look at right off the bat. Um, So far, year to date, Mac Jones is 81 of 120 for a 67 and a half completion percentage for 737 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. Zach Wilson is 58 of 104, which is a 55.7 percent completion rate for 668 yards, also two touchdowns but seven interceptions. So it's very clear off the bat, Mac Jones is much more accurate. Zach Wilson is uh, completing, completing passes uh, at a much deeper rate down the field, which is kind of, you know, that kind of fits their play styles that they had in college. You know, Jones was more accurate as a passer. He was a little bit more controlled. He wasn't taking deep shots as frequently. Zach Wilson was a little bit more of a gunslinger, willing to throw the ball deep more consistently. And we're seeing a lot of that still in the NFL
1: Um, where I think too, right? Like you talk about their college game style, like. Everybody knew coming into the league, right, that Zach Wilson played for BYU and did not play against the caliber of teams that Alabama was playing against. So it's no surprise that Mac Jones is doing a little better in his start than Zach Wilson. It's going to take him a while, I think, to get to the tempo of the NFL and to start playing uh, at a higher tier once in this game. So I'm not shocked, again, with the Zach Wilson performance so far.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, the – it really comes down to you know what what both players are working with and uh, i do think that zach wilson has better receivers but he's also working with a rookie head coach uh, a new offensive coordinator a system that's very different than what he was used to at byu the receivers to this team are also all basically brand new to the roster you know their their last high draft pick of a wide receiver denzel mims has played three snaps all year you know they're they're both learning their offenses you know they're they're both working on things and if you look at like some of the advanced metrics you'd see that they're not as far apart as some of their traditional stats would imply um, so if you look at, like, their EPA per play, um, Zach Wilson is last in the league, but Mac Jones is only ranked 24th out of 30. If you look at their completion percentage over expected, uh, Zach Wilson's is about 8% lower than expected, um, and Mac Jones is slightly above average, uh, you know, about 3% above average. And if you look at their composite of those two stats, you know, they're within six or seven quarterbacks of each other. You know, they're they're not having drastically different seasons. It's not like Mac Jones is, you know, a million times better than Zach Wilson to this point. But to be honest,
1: New England is pretty dog shit. Like if it wasn't for New England's defense, I think you'd see a lot different uh, you know, sight for the for New England as a whole. New England's defense looks pretty okay. And the offensive line is doing a lot better job of protecting Mac Jones than New York Jets uh offensive line. So I think you could see a very different turnout if you didn't have those key players keeping or you know, Mac Jones a little bit safer, giving him a little bit longer time to throw from the pocket. You could probably look at those stats too, but I'm sure there's there is a markable difference there. Yeah. So um,
0: just looking like looking at the two defenses, um, both of them they're actually like pretty close um, from from a few things. Um, when it comes to points per game, um, the Patriots are giving up 17 points per game on defense, whereas the Jets are giving up 23.3. So about a touchdown difference, nothing too crazy. Um, when it comes to uh, the total yards per game that they're each is giving up, the Patriots are giving up 282 per game. The Jets are at 328. So again, nothing like nothing too crazy. Like these teams both aren't good to be like, Correct. This, this Patriots team isn't winning playoff games. This Jets team is definitely not making the playoffs. Um, Like, and that's, you know, that was kind of my thought with this bet the whole time is Mac Jones's play style translates to a much safer NFL game. So if Mac Jones is starting, he's naturally going to throw less interceptions. He's going to throw less touchdowns too, because he's just not as aggressive. And Bill Belichick's offense isn't built for him to be that level of aggressive. They don't
1: need him to be. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, that's why I was like comfortable taking the bet. Obviously, I was taking the bet expecting to lose because I didn't think Mac Jones was gonna. I, I figured they were just gonna give the job to Cam again. I didn't see any reason yep. why. Um, but uh, Cam sucks. We we know that. Um, clearly, the Cam the Patriots think that as well. Um, so you know, it, it's it a is. sad
1: thing too because Cam was so good, and yeah. then it just suddenly was so bad. <laughs> Never really yeah. recovered from the injury, so if that sucks. But it is what it is.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. You know, uh, Cam, obviously, anytime you have a former MVP, you want him to succeed. But um, moving on, my Uncle Kyle did ask in the chat, he wants to know our opinions on the Bears' future. I have my opinions because I'm a Bears fan. Um, but, Kyle, what do you kind of think about the where the Bears are currently and, and how do you kind of project
1: them a little bit going forward? I think most people would agree that Matt Nagy needs to go. Uh, but outside of just the Matt Nagy situation, I think the team – has built the groundwork to, in order to have a great future. They just need to get somebody in there that's going to A, coach them well, and B, continue to get the, the draft capital or utilize their draft capital capital intelligently to build that team. Because, I mean, we're seeing the pressure against Justin Fields, at least in this last game, was incredible. Like, he got sacked, what was it? I think it was nine times. Yeah. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he got sacked nine times. Sounds correct. And, and so I, they I need to... don't have the exact stats, but that's, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't guys have your franchise quarterback now. So you need to take the time to develop a, and the right people to protect Justin Fields in the pocket, give him the opportunity to throw. Uh, And then I think that they're going to probably lose Robinson after this year. So we'll see. I could be wrong, but I think Chicago has a lot of opportunity. They just need to get fucking Matt Matt Nagy out the door and move on to somebody else. But I don't have a, I don't see anything bad about the future of Chicago. I think they have the right pieces in place on their, offense to make them have a, a successful team. It's just going to take some continued leadership uh, from a coaching staff in order to make that happen.
0: Um, my Kyle, uh, my Uncle Kyle specified that he was meeting with like the uh, the the potential stadium change that is going out there, which I can cover a little bit if you're not overly familiar with it, Kyle, given that you're not as into I'm like bad, Chicago Twitter. Um, but I'll, I'm going <laughs> to cover the, the team at first as well. Um, obviously, Justin Fields is a very talented player but you need an offensive line to be successful in the NFL, and the Bears just don't have a good offensive line. This was a, a defense that came into this game looking bad, to be frank. Like, they weren't playing very well. And the, these bear, I'm not convinced that you could have put six buckets on the ground in front of Justin Fields and it probably would have been slightly more effective because at least they would have had to step over or around the buckets like there were so many times where it just felt like they were getting like just an unabated pass rush and you know fe- there's a p- couple people who are like nitpicking some plays on Twitter and like you're if you're trying to make what happened on Sunday about Justin Fields you're looking in entirely the wrong spots because it's very clear that the issues started with the coaching staff it's the coaching staff. It's the offensive line being underperforming. It's the wide receivers not getting open or not having time to get open. You know, there's a combination of things. Obviously, losing Allen Robinson more than likely next year is going to be huge. That being said, if Matt Nagy gets fired, maybe they can convince Robinson to stay. I'm convinced, like it's a Nagy, like it's a Nagy-Gase effect. Except for yeah, not quite like, as bad. Yeah, it's like a it's he's Jeff Fisher like. He's you probably turn out 500 if Matt Nagy's your head coach, but you probably shouldn't expect anything more. Um, So I agree with you. There's some questions on defense that need to be addressed as well. But Jalen Johnson's looked phenomenal um, to date. Roquan's continuing his, you know, I don't think you can have a conversation about top five linebackers right now without including Roquan in that conversation. Um, But. You know, that's just where we sit. Obviously, it's not going to be a great season. Matt Nagy's going to hopefully lose his job any week here, but we shall Dude, see. And
1: the big thing, too, right, is if you have Andy Dalton and a rookie quarterback as your starting quarterbacks, and this goes for any team, if you have either a rookie or somebody that never was very successful in the NFL but was consistent, you're not going to have a, probably an over 500 season, right? You're, you're going to go fucking eight, I would say eight and eight, but it's not eight and eight anymore. You're probably going to go like eight and nine or, you know, nine and eight, and you're going to have. A pretty mediocre season, and I would expect that for the – not for the Jets. The Jets are going to be worse. Jaguars are going to be worse than that. Bears are probably going to be right around there. You're looking at a lot of those teams that are starting to experiment at the quarterback position that are going to struggle this year, and it's no surprise. Like, it's going to happen. You have a first-year quarterback that needs to get adjusted to the game. So you shouldn't ever expect a rookie quarterback to come out and just blow your mind. It, does, it doesn't it does happen that often, and you shouldn't expect it. So Justin Fields is going to be great. I have no doubt about that. You just can't expect it to be the first game that he starts.
0: Yeah definitely um, but when it comes to the stadium uh, situation that's going on Kyle for for those who also aren't aware outside of just Kyle um, the Chicago Bears ownership recently re, uh, reached a purchase agreement for the um, Arlington Heights it used to be a horse racing track um, so it's outside of the city um, and th- there's some controversy there too with you know uh, Chicago having a lease in the city of Chicago for the stadium through I believe 2033. So obviously they have they have a lease for for quite some time, but if you haven't been to Soldier Field, um, the parking situation is terrible. It's one of the smallest stadiums in the NFL because it's not a dome stadium. You're never hosting a Super Bowl. You're never getting the opportunity to host anything else there. So there's there's a need to modernize not just you know Soldier Field, but stadiums around the NFL to make them a continual source of revenue outside of just the football season. Like all you can really do at um at soldier field is you get the occasional concert that's held there and that's really it whereas if you go into arlington heights you can completely you know you can tear down the racetrack you can build for, you know from scratch you can build yourself a ninety thousand seat stadium with a retractable roof that can be used for the final four you could host basketball games in there you could host hockey games in there you could host you know obviously have it be you know the bear stadium you can continue to do um uh, concerts there you can do conventions like there's just so many opportunities that become available if you move outside of the city of chicago now where the everybody fucking
1: hates driving chicago
0: true i have to do it this sunday i'm going to the bears game and i'm like texting everybody i know being like what the fuck do i do like where do i park it sounds like i've nightmare. never i've never been to a bears game so i honestly just don't really? know yeah i've i've never I've, the only professional football game i've ever been to was a packers versus giants game in lambo um Interesting. Oh, that's
1: fun, though. I I just want to go to Lambeau. It's on my list of things to do in life.
0: It was very nice. The suites that we were in were mint, let me tell you. Didn't have to deal with the uh, cold weather that is Green Bay um, in like December or whenever it was. was But um, the controversy lies in the fact that previous mayors of the city of Chicago have told the Bears that if you move outside of the city of Chicago, you can't use the name Chicago. So now there's Rumors of Do the Bears have to change their name if they move out of Chicago? Who wants to be the Arlington Heights
1: Bears? Like, to just dip way the fuck out of Chicago. If the, Chicago's going to threaten you with that and the amount of money that the Bears bring into Chicago, tell Chicago to fully fuck off and dip somewhere else into Illinois. Like yeah, that's it's basically 100% what you should do.
0: That's basically what they're doing. They they've reached the purchase agreement. They are buying this land. Something is going to happen with it. Whether Dude, it's Chicago
1: is not willing to let them have the name Chicago. They're going to sacrifice so much money. And that's probably that's where the concern is anyway. Right. Like the city of Chicago doesn't want them to exit the city because then the funds exit the city. Yeah. But you I mean, there's still ways to capitalize on that just because they're not located in downtown Chicago doesn't mean you don't make money.
0: You can still get licensing rights. You can still, there's so many things that you can do. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I personally would much prefer going to Bears games in Arlington than going into the city of Chicago. I don't- It's like the Dallas Cowboys, Arlington, yeah. Texas. Yeah, exactly. There's so many, and that's the thing that pisses me off so much about it. There's so many examples of sports teams, not just in football, in the entire sports world. The Ray, Tampa Bay Rays, it is in St. Petersburg. The Los Angeles Angels are in Anaheim, not Los Angeles. Dallas Cowboys, not there. The New York Giants play in fucking New Jersey. Like, they're in a different state. Yep. Like, there's <laughs> so many examples of this, and nobody cares but the city of Chicago, which is just frustrates me to no
1: end. Yeah, dude, they're just, if they want to die on that hill, let them die on the hill. That's I mean, seriously, as an owner of a football team, like, tell the city to fuck off then. Like, go somewhere else. People are still going to go to the games. You're not going to lose a fan base just because you're not in downtown Chicago, especially if you're still close to the city. Like you're not going to lose out on that. You're just going to have to deal with the fact that you're not within the confines anymore, which you know, you probably get a little bit more of the foot traffic of the people that like live downtown and that want to be there and support and all that shit, but at the same time like who fucking cares? <laughs> from the grandstands business.
0: from the grandstands of Arlington, you can still see the Chicago skyline. Like it's not like you're going across the entire state or yeah. into Indiana or some shit. Like, you're still here. You're still within, like, everybody from Arlington Heights. Nobody says they're from Arlington Heights. They say they're from Chicago. Like,
1: Go be the Des Moines Bears. I'm sure I would love that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> be the Davenport Bears. Like, come on.
1: But I would, anyway. would welcome you.
0: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's really the situation that's going on. I personally do think that they move out of the city of Chicago. I think they realize that they can – the Bears are a business. It's treated like a business. It's why our football this product business. is bad. Yeah. Um
1: At the end re- of the day, the NFL is a business though. Like this yeah. is a this is a business. The owners aren't in it because they absolutely love the game. Like they're doing it because it is a profitable business. Even yeah. if they enjoy the sport, which I would hope that they all do, they're still doing it at the end of the day for the money.
0: Yeah. And there's plenty of <laughs> examples of of team after team after team. Being outside of the city, still driving a bunch of revenue to that city. Like, I don't know. I can't wait for the Bears to be in Arlington, and I can go to more Bears games. God damn it.
1: Trevor Lawrence just scored again. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: keeper, though, which is great for me because one of my parlays has him with an anytime touchdown. James Robinson is three yards away, I believe, from his over-under on that, and Dan Arnold already hit his over. So I'm doing great on that one.
1: I'm not doing so good in this. Cincinnati needs to get their shit
0: together. Anyways, that's all we have for the football segment. Don't want to take up too much more time. So we will let Kyle here jump into his first topic.
1: Topic number one. Jake, what are some foods that you absolutely cannot stand? Things that you will not eat, you'll never eat, you're never going to come around to it. Things that you would just, you cannot do it.
0: She's got a point. Anyways, <laughs> uh, for those who couldn't hear, uh, Kyle's wife pointed out that I eat a very plain diet, for lack of a better term. Um, there's, how many do you want? Like how long you want this list to be? Because it can be long. Top five. All right, number one, oysters. Can't do it, never will do it, hate them. Consist. I don't like a cold giant bugger sliding down my throat, just not, it is not <laughs> for me to say the least. Um, number two, there's a lot, corn. I hate corn. I know, as an Iowa guy, that one hurts. I know, I know. Corn is not not a thing for me. Can't do it. Texture, don't like it. Taste isn't great. I eat corn products like cornmeal and stuff is pretty good. Popcorns you probably great. Eat a gigantic amount of corn syrup. Yep, probably that too. Actually, not really. I avoid like sugary, over heavily sweet stuff. Um, Everybody
1: eats more corn syrup than they think that they do.
0: Wyatt, yes, there is something wrong with me. I don't like corn. I, I can't can't help it. Don't like it. Don't like a lot of vegetables. Kyle knows that. I, I think I've said it on this podcast Dude, once or twice as well. Um, let's see. Ooh, mayonnaise. I, I hate mayonnaise. I
1: hate that you hate mayonnaise. I can't.
0: I, I don't like. I like things. I like to be adventurous, and I've been trying to be. Not when it comes that- to my food. Not when it comes to my food. <laughs> there you
1: go.
0: But I've been trying to be a little bit more uh, uh, Wyatt's rethinking our friendship. Sorry, Wyatt. I plugged. I plugged JWB at the beginning of the podcast, man. I, I'm fulfilling our contractual duties of our friendship. Um, but I, I can't do mayonnaise, man. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried. I can't do it. I just can't. Um, anything pickled, I don't like. I don't like vinegar. So I can't do like pickled onions. I can't I hate do your taste in food. I can't do pickled onions. <laughs> I can't do pickles. I can't do pickled jalapenos. I can do. I'm starting to come around to those. But for the most part, like anything with like an over-vinegary taste to it, I can't do. Um what's that? 3 or 4? I think that's 4. 3. Uh I'm pretty sure it was 4, but that's fine. I guess you're not counting mayo. Um Let's okay, see. Okay, whatever. I, this list could go forever, though. That's the thing. Um, sheesh! What else don't I? Sheesh, eat?
1: sheesh. Uh,
0: I'm trying to think of things my wife likes to eat that I don't.
1: That's yeah, an easy one for me because there are some distinctive things that Carly likes that I absolutely will not eat. So uh,
0: uh, olives can't do olives. That's got to be on my top five, like most hated can't do it just no and the cheese stuffed ones are even fucking worse (laughs) they are (laughs) disgusting i don't know how people like put those in their drinks
1: i will say that the only olive that i've ever enjoyed was a pepper jack cheese stuffed olive actually and then maybe a jalapeno stuffed as well not big on the olives either but i will say that i have thoroughly enjoyed myself a a jalapeno or a pepper jack cheese stuffed one with a martini only
0: uncle kyle in the chat says sushi i'm assuming you mean that's on your top five like won't eat list uncle kyle i recently came around to sushi i was the anti-sushi guy for so long and then i ate it
1: and i was like okay i get it now well i guess i can start off my list then because at the top of my list is seafood of all sorts shapes and sizes to include sushi you won't eat any seafood i hate seafood I don't like anything fish-tasting, smelling. I don't like crab. I don't like lobster. I don't like shrimp. I don't like any of the fishes, the fishies. I could
0: could find some fish you like. There's some fish that don't have a fishy taste to it. There's some fish where if I served it to you, you wouldn't think it was fish.
1: Disagree. People say that kind of shit to me all the time. I've heard that my entire life. I don't like seafood. Uh, And then second on my list easily is Cilantro. I have the cilantro tastes like lemon joy soap, yep. dish soap to me, and I can't I can't eat cilantro. You've got the gene. In salsa, if it's like hidden behind a million other flavors, I can tolerate it, but I do not like cilantro at all.
0: Do you think that's why you don't like Chipotle? Because it's in the rice? No, I
1: don't like Chipotle because I think their food quality sucks. I disagree. I think Chipotle is garbage, but I am among the minority in that opinion, I think, so that's fine. Uh, And then I don't like any meat that has a bone in it. So chicken wings, T-bone steaks, any, like, ribs are the one that I can kind of get close to tolerating, but everything else, if it has a bone in it, it's not for me. Bones freak me out. I don't like to fucking stick bones in my mouth, and I think it's less of a taste and texture thing and more of a I just don't want to put bones in my mouth. (laughs) Bro, I'll I have, fucking gnaw
0: on a T-bone steak bone after I'm done. I have like,
1: never been able to get myself to do that, and I probably never will.
0: But you can, like, eat it. if you, So, like, if you took rib meat off the bone, you would eat it. If you took, like, yeah. a New York strip steak and, a, I believe, a uh, why am I blanking on the other half of a T-bone? Porterhouse? No. Is that the filet? Why am I blanking? doesn't matter. If it didn't have Regardless. a...
1: Regardless. If it had... A bone and it was cut apart like the problem with steak though is it's also very fatty which is also on my list of things that i won't eat is like chunks of fat it makes me want to fucking throw oh. up the texture of like fat or like tendons of meat in my mouth makes me want to throw Ten-
0: up. tendons suck when you get like those are the silver skin but like a nice caramelized fat that just melts in your mouth like butter oh that no so good gross Oh, man. Dude,
1: I think Jacksonville's going to score again in this fucking I, I first
0: half. I think so. they got two minutes left.
1: <laughs> they have two minutes and 23 seconds, all their timeouts, or two timeouts, and they're on the 50 or the 40 or something like that. It doesn't fucking really matter. Fuck you, Cincinnati. God damn it, you're going to lose me a lot of money. Uh, but anyway, uh, my next one is, and this is kind of a combined thing, but tomato and really fruit as a whole. And so that is 100% a texture thing for me. I love vegetables. Tomato is one that I, I will never do and like, I, in its true raw form. Yeah. I like salsa. I like ketchup. I like all of the byproducts of tomatoes. I just hate tomatoes. I'm the same and, way. And then uh, fruit is a very, very texture thing for me. Like, I don't like fibrous things in my mouth. And so, you know, your strawberries, your oranges. Oh, my God. They're going to score again. Yeah, they are. Oh, God damn it. Anyway. Fruit, I don't like texture of fruit, so. See, I don't like the texture
0: of vegetables, but I can do fruit, no problem. I wonder if, for me, I think it's like the sweetness, like because fruit is mostly sweet and it doesn't really have too many like off flavors to it or like savory distinct flavors. Like I can do, you give me a pound of blueberries, I'll smash the whole thing right now, don't care. You give me strawberries, don't care. Banana, don't care, eat all of it. You put a fucking onion in front of me, nope, pass.
1: I used to hate onion, will not eat onion kind of a person, and then Carly brought me around to the dark side. I love onion now, love onion in all things. I Especially some grilled onion with some olive oil on it, right straight onto the grill, love it.
0: So we go to this restaurant um, <clears throat> called Cooper's Hawk, and for years they have this, um, it's like a uh, barbecue pulled pork grilled cheese kind of situation. Um, they have caramelized onions in the pork, so like when they make the pork, they just make it with the onions. So I've been ordering without onions for all these years. Nobody said anything, and one guy goes, "You know, we can't take those out, right? Like it's just in the beef, like or in the meat, like you can't." So I'm like, I've been eating onions for all these years and not knowing. So if you if you caramelize an onion enough that I don't notice the like the crunchiness of it, or like in salsa I can do, but like I can't. I still do like think you would like an onion, onion on a like, a
1: like a grilled onion on a burger, I think you would still like it.
0: I've tried, no. Because you
1: lose a lot of the, you take away a lot of that intense onion flavor when you grill it and you get a little bit more of a char flavor and when it's seasoned right, it just, it's kind of like fat for you. Like it, it kind of melts almost. It's but like I you, like
0: the flavor of onions. I just don't like biting in, like I don't like biting onion.
1: Yeah, but it's not like a crunchy onion when it's grilled anymore. It's just like-
0: Maybe I'll try it It kind of melts away. I, I've tried it over, over the years, but I- Slice I,
1: an onion throw fucking olive oil and salt and pepper on there just put it straight on the grill Let okay. that bad boy char up a little bit all
0: right i will we'll like i will try
1: that sometime
0: probably gonna make <clears> burgers <throat> this weekend uh it's a little celebration um so i have to try that out
1: whoop whoop celebration nozzle tough.
0: all right what else i think that was four for you three for you
1: oh, that was all five of mine that was all five
0: i mean like i said my list could go on and on to kind of not to not to make this my second topic, but what are five things that like are are foods that people very commonly like that you're just not as big of a fan of?
1: Uh, I don't know that it would be too much of a different list. Like, I hate sushi, and people are huge fans of sushi. Like, there is a massive falling behind sushi. Um, other foods that like are really
0: popular, or maybe not really popular, but like foods that. Even if you kind of enjoy them, like foods that you could just go a long amount of time without eating them, and you like you wouldn't think about it. Like for me, it's pasta. Like I like pasta, but I never, oh, I, love I, I don't love crave carbs. pasta. I don't ever want like I don't ever really want to eat pasta. Like it's just not one of those things that I ever have a craving for. I
1: love pasta. Love me some carbs. We uh, all love
0: carbs, but.
1: I don't know, man. That's a, that's a tougher one that I have to think about a little bit, I think. Because there aren't like most of like your popular, like big foods I'm not against. I usually will enjoy most of those things. So hard to say there. I don't know what, what would be for you. Like, what's an example?
0: So pasta pasta is the clear one for me. Um, ice cream. Like I like ice cream, but I'd never crave it. I'd rather see, you're naming have a... all of
1: the things that I absolutely crave, like all the time. Yeah, pizza, see, pasta, so, ice cream. But so, no, so
0: like for you, like steak. Like I eat steak all the time. I could eat steak every single day. Like you could go X amount of time without eating a steak, and you don't think I could anything.
1: probably go the rest of my life without a steak and be fine. Yeah,
0: like something like like every that's... once in a while I do
1: crave a steak and I want to just have a steak. But if I could never have a steak again in my life, to be honest, meat. Like I love m- meat usually in the form of beef and i think now that you've got so many alternatives to beef that are pretty like texturally and kind of similarly in flavor profiles that i could probably be fine of just not eating meat like i've talked about this several times before where i think i could probably go full vegetarian with the exception of like maybe once or twice a year i'd just say fuck it and have some meat I'd i'd be fine i don't need meat to sustain me yeah. Maybe not, from like a protein standpoint, I would. I would probably have to substitute some protein in there somehow, but I don't really care. And it's funny because the older I get, I feel like the more true that is. Like I'm getting a, a version to meat.
0: I'm not. I want meat more than ever. Give me all, every meat that you don't eat, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah. Pork
1: I, is like one of those for us most of the time. Like we don't really eat pork. I'm sure there's some people out there that really corp, uh, crave some pork, but. We I like do
0: pulled that. pork, or like like a nice grilled yeah. pork chop.
1: Yeah. But well, see, that's the thing. Like for me, like pulled pork is about the only one. Like pork chops, I could go without forever. Pork loin, I could go without forever. Just had for dinner night, it was fine. But I would never crave it. Yeah.
0: A lot of the times, I end up getting pork just because it's super cheap. Like I can yeah. get like ten pounds of like pork chops for like at Costco, you get like ten pounds of pork chops for like twenty bucks.
1: You know, what's another one. This is kind of fits both lists, I guess. Cottage cheese. I hate yeah, cottage no. cheese. Hard pass. And there no. are some people out there that like crave it. Yeah. Like, oh man, I really want to just go buy a fucking tub of cottage cheese and spin that, that shit in my mouth.
0: My nah, my I parents and as a result, or my mom and as a result, my brothers, like they would just eat cottage cheese out of the container. I'm like, how the fuck do you stomach this garbage? Like I just, I do not get it.
1: Yeah. Not a big cottage cheese person at all. Yeah.
0: For me, I think the biggest one for me is ice cream cuz I do enjoy ice cream, but like if I never had ice cream again, I I wouldn't I would cry. I prefer frozen yogurt to ice cream.
1: I would argue that the flavor profile that you're craving though is the same. Like frozen yogurt is meant but to I don't, mimic ice cream.
0: Yeah, but I also I don't crave frozen yogurt. Like I've had yeah, if you're going
1: to use that as your example. I don't know that that's like that valid.
0: But I'm just but I'm saying like I prefer frozen yogurt to ice cream.
1: You better call that a fucking fumble.
0: Anyways, um, we'll figure out whatever's going on in the football game here in a minute. But like, I just don't like one time in maybe the past five years have I been like, I need ice cream right now.
1: I need ice cream right now. You're like, I want want more
0: of the Chick-fil-A that I had for dinner. I want another spicy chicken sandwich to appear in front of me right
1: now. I would rather have ice cream than almost anything else in my entire food profile. other than pizza pizza i don't get that i i just don't understand that i could eat pizza every day for the rest of my life and throw some ice cream in there pizza i could do yeah
0: i could do that i've definitely come around a lot more on pizza i used to not be as big of a pizza guy but i've definitely delved a lot deeper into the pizza world and i'm very happy i did
1: love me some pizza
0: all right that was a great all i got that was a great first topic, Kyle. As always, we love I'm the debates. Pop into beer too. I was about to ask, yeah. what is your what is your ranking for your first beer?
1: Uh, I give it a 5.5. 5. Oh. 5. It was fine. I didn't really taste the pumpkin in it. As a beer as a whole, like it was okay. I definitely wouldn't go buy it again. Um, but if I ordered it at a restaurant, like I wouldn't be mad that I spent the money to buy or you know, to try it once.
0: I just had to kill mine there just to be on pace <clears> with you. Mine was delicious. Um, but I don't think it lived up to the hype that I had for it that I had been given and I don't want to knock it as a result but I'm going to have to. I'm going to give it a 6.8. It's very good. If you, It's a less like sweet sour. So if you like the actual like sourness of sours, you'll yes. like it a lot more than I did. Oh, thank God. Was thank it a
1: little fumble? God, no. Uh, they went for it on fourth and goal and missed it. All right, what is beer number two for you, Kyle? Oh, sorry. I have money on this game. I'm excited about it. Um, Highwater Brewing Company is my second beer. So it is a break apart. So if anybody has ever had one of the chocolate oranges, uh, I always got one at the holiday time. Uh, They are delicious. I feel like we
0: talked about these on an episode.
1: Uh, Maybe so, but they actually look exactly like what this looks like on the can. So it is like the chocolate uh, around this orange here, but it comes in the form of something that is shaped very much like this, and then you break it apart, and it's in these individual chocolate slices. Uh, so I would imagine it's meant to mimic that, but it is the break-apart orange cream ale from high-water brewing.
0: Nice. I have Goliath Brewing's Cherry Fandango, which is a cherry kettle sour. This one's a
1: so. 5.4, so a nice ease-off from my last one.
0: My last one was 6.5. This one is... Uh, actually, Kyle, it's from... Uh, from your home state. Iowa. It is from Decorah, oh, Iowa. Pretty
1: good. Decorah, okay, all right. Uh, okay, all right. I think Decorah is where, isn't that where the Field of Dreams is? Am I crazy? Is it?
0: I don't know, honestly. I think we could do a whole episode on how I think Field of Dreams oh, is the most know. overrated baseball movie of all time.
1: You should probably know that. I'm probably wrong.
0: Anyways, speaking of that, let's go right into that, t- you know what? Switch up my topic, that made me think of it. Kyle, what are your top, call it five, uh, we can go longer if we want, top five most overrated movies of all time? Uh, I
1: have no idea. Sorry, I'm trying to find this really quick and then I'll think about that. It's not in Dubuque. Oh, it's in Dyersville, I'm wrong. Dang it. Okay, anyway overrated movies
0: um we could even break it down by genre almost and pick like i think that might be easier to do so like what's we'll start with comedy so like what do you think is the most overrated comedy of all time
1: let me look up what the top comedy movies of all time are and i'll say which one i think is the most overrated out of that list
0: let's do that so top comedy movies i'll just go to this
1: first one for me which is timeout so it starts at the bottom of the list. I hate that.
0: Yep. I. It's fine. It's just a one scroll. Can I skip it's not like, all the way? Okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's just a one scroll. Perfect. I've never seen this as Spinal Tap from 1984. You've so
0: never seen it?
1: I've never seen it. Oh, movie. you have to, man. And Let I've actually it. watched quite a few of the 80s movies. Let me see. Um, I can't say it's overrated, though, because I've never seen it. Never oh, seen I've, I've,
0: I found my most overrated within the top 10. This is, if this is a top 10 comedy of all time, it's the most overrated movie in the genre.
1: Oh, I think I know where you're going to go with this then.
0: Yeah, you probably do. Based on do. what I
1: just saw. Go ahead. Give yours. Mine
0: is Team America, World Police.
1: Yeah, I watched like half of that movie one time and I didn't think it was good either. So I'm not surprised that you went there.
0: I didn't think it was funny when I was like a 12 year old, not even 12. This movie came out in 2004. I was nine. I watched this movie when I was like 10 and I didn't yeah. think it was funny. Let alone, do I think it's funny as an adult? And let alone, no, it should never be in the top 10 comedy movies of all time. There's a million other movies I would watch before this.
1: Yeah, I am with you on that. I don't think it was a very good movie. So that's probably fairly solid for an overrated. Um, I think I might just do this like 10 at a time. Like I'll go through 11 through 20 now and see if there's anything else.
0: Anchorman's great. The Big Lebowski's great. Naked Gun movies are great. Dumb and Dumber's yeah. great. Haven't seen that one. I haven't seen a lot of these. A I have these to rewatch Trading Places. I haven't watched that in I'll a have long to time. I'll keep
1: going a little
0: bit. I can tell you what my first instinct was with it, though. And my first instinct wasn't that. Um, it wasn't Team America World Police. My first instinct for like an overrated comedy movie was um, The Hangover. Like, The Hangover I love is, the, hangover. the hangover is great, but, like, so many people are, like, it's the, it, like, if you need to watch something to laugh, like, you you can watch The Hangover. Like, I haven't watched The Hangover in eight years. Like, it's not something that my brain goes to when I, I want to watch something funny. watched it again, not
1: that funny. long ago. I think the same thing about Zoolander, though. Like, I feel yeah. like people have really overhyped Zoolander as a number one comedy movie that you must go yeah, to. Yeah,
0: definitely. It's
1: definitely not. <clears throat> I think it's got some pretty f- fucking hilarious one-liners in it, but in terms of, like, people hyping up a movie zoolander is definitely up there in the list for me
0: my brain might also be a little bitter on that because of how bad zoolander 2 was
1: i don't know that i ever watched zoolander 2
0: i went to the I movies. make it a
1: habit to just not see a sequel until somebody tells me oh hey that sequel is pretty good and then i'm like oh okay
0: we saw it in theaters and there was a point where like Something, I for, I don't even remember what it was, but, like, something happens on screen, and then he, like, looks at the camera, and he's like, hashtag oopsie, and I was like, I'm fucking, I hate this movie, I'm, I'm going home, I'm leaving, like, it was just so bad.
1: I don't see that many else in this list that would really throw me off.
0: The South Park movie? I think <clears throat> South Park's overrated.
1: Yeah, I don't know, I feel like I like liked in it more as a younger kid. Because like when your parents tell you you can't watch it, and then you watch it, and you think it's funny, like I think I had all, which is funny because I probably didn't get most of the references then. But I don't even like South Park. My parents then. like never,
0: my parents like never stopped us from really watching anything. Like, have you ever seen the Starship Troopers movies? No. You need to. They're terrible, but great at the same time. Um, but there's a lot of nudity in it. There's a lot of violence. There's death. Like it's without like spoiling the plot for you. There's a lot of shit that goes on in the movie. I saw that movie when I was like six. Like, no, I was younger than that because I was still living at my house in Plano. So, it was when I was, like, five. And I was, like, that should not be a movie that a five-year-old is watching. So, like, my parents really didn't care.
1: All right, let's see. I want to move on to action movies. See if there's anything in the top 1520 that is throwing me off a lot. Um, Yeah.
0: I actually like most of these movies that's gonna be my problem with action movies is like it doesn't take much for an action movie to be something that i like so i have They're to call calling find one shazam
1: another. an action movie and i never saw that but i heard horrible things about it yeah i didn't actually like the hurt locker that much i'd say that was pretty overrated to me i think it was fine but people act like that's one of the greatest military movies of all time and i don't think that that's true yeah makes sense I'm not big into the Hurt Locker. If I'm look like, are you on? Are you still on timeout? No, this one's on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Gotcha. I'm on timeouts list. I'm trying to like find one that I really, just like genuinely didn't enjoy. It's hard. Like I said, it's hard for me to find like an action movie that I don't like.
1: Yeah, same with me. That's kind of like one of my go-to categories. I do really like comedy movies too, but action movies is always been pretty much the top of my list oh
0: here i can say this like the the mission impossible kind of series as a whole i don't love them like i never yeah. i never yeah. re them fair. i see i see them like the one time that they come out in theaters but like I just, I just it's just not for me like it's just it's it's the it's a it's too predictable there's not enough action for what i like in an action movie that it just doesn't it doesn't really crack the list for me
1: i don't blame you there i was never that into him either so um
0: can you find like one specific one if not we can we can move on
1: i already did and i already forgot what i said i don't remember what it was oh
0: yeah hurt locker
1: hurt locker yeah
0: um moving on to dramas top 100 dramas of all time um one scroll website again we love one scroll websites if you don't if you're making me go to your website and i have to click like you're you're un, like advertising a list and i have to click through 20 pages to get through that list like i i hate you i absolutely hate you
1: and some of these i don't even know like how hyped up they were i don't really like watch like movie movie reviewers or anything like that um so it's hard for me to say whether some of these were like hyped. Up. oh gravity i hated gravity
0: is that the one with like Sandra Bullock in space?
1: Uh, dude, I honestly don't even remember. Uh, probably, I'll pull it open. Uh, where's the actors? Yes. Okay, yeah, I didn't love that one either. That's got rave reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, and I did not like that movie. Um, let's see here. See, and this is
0: this is my problem with like the drama category is um like there's a lot of movies on this list that i'm looking at that i wouldn't call a drama like i wouldn't call saving private ryan a drama i wouldn't call apocalypse now Mm -hmm. a drama
1: they kind of fit into multiple categories but yeah
0: yeah uh the james bond movies are overrated i will definitely give you that i love the james
1: bond movies though but overrated okay i would probably agree but i do like those movies
0: i i guess i'll consider this a drama goodfellas like if I want to uh, watch like a mob movie or like something in that in that field, like that's never one that I'm going to. And that's like consistently rated like a a lot of people would say that's in like their top 20. And I don't agree. I just don't feel like that's fair.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Oh
0: no, fuck that. Fuck that. I have my most overrated drama of all time because I think it's the most overrated movie that has ever been made. Go
1: Titanic. Ahead. I yeah. think
0: Titanic is hands down the most overrated movie that has ever been produced. By Hollywood. Like, that movie, there's nothing special about that movie. There's nothing good about that movie. There's so many shitty plot holes that anybody with half a fucking brain can pick out. Like, it's just bad. It's just so bad. I hate it. I hate it with a passion.
1: Yeah, I've never really cared for that. And I was going go to go into this category next, which is kind of where I'd throw that. But romance movies, because and this would be hard for me to do because I think they're probably all overhyped a little bit because I just don't really like the category because I would say probably like The Notebook and shit like, I love The Notebook. Incredibly overrated
0: I absolutely love The Notebook. Uh,
1: the Titanic 2 which I, like I said I would throw in that category
0: The 100 best romantic films of all time
1: They have Slumdog Millionaire in their list of romantic movies. Fuck you Rotten Tomatoes you don't know what you're talking about <laughs>
0: Hey, it's got a romance element to it. Yeah,
1: but it's really not about the romance.
0: True. Um, <laughs> This list calls Wally a romance, which I, I like.
1: I don't know that I ever actually watched that movie.
0: I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd call it a romance, but. You know, I've
1: seen Casablanca in three categories on Rotten Tomatoes. I love that movie. It
0: is great. I love classic movies. Like, Citizen Kane is still probably my favorite movie of all time.
1: But anyway, what other categories do you have? Because I don't have much else for this.
0: Um, what about like a war-specific movie? Like specifically, we'll call that World War II, Vietnam.
1: <laughs> um, I love war movies, so... I, don't I know do really too. Think most of them are overrated. Hmm.
0: Let's again, see. Again, with the, with a war movie, it's not hard to like catch my interest and keep it. Like it's just not... <laughs> if there if there's shooting at other people in the movie like you probably have my attention for multiple hours
1: <laughs> that's not a helpful article
0: if i'm thinking of like war movies like i'm probably with you though that like hurt locker like it's yeah it's it's good i just didn't really like it like, it seems like I don't know, it doesn't seem like realistic enough for me. Like it seems over dramatized. And just like there's a lot of stuff in there that like I feel like just didn't need to be in there and it would have been a better movie.
1: To be honest, and people would probably hate that I said this, I think Full Metal Jacket is a little bit overrated.
0: Yeah, I I wouldn't disagree with you there, if we're being honest. It's good, but it's not like a I've always
1: liked that movie, but when everybody talks about it, they're like, "Oh my god, Full fucking Metal Jacket, dude." And I just, I just... don't feel the same way.
0: I'd say platoons probably up there too for me. Like it's just not. Uncle Kyle says Goodfellas is in his top five, calling back to the, uh, the statement I made. Yeah, that's fine. I don't love it. I'd I'd pick a bunch of other movies first. But yeah, there's a lot of overrated movies out there, and uh, it's true. you you bringing up sports movies, Field of Dreams. There we go. Last category. Field of Dreams oh, is the most man. overrated fucking movie in sports. It's not good. It's so it's just dumb. Iowa's
1: claim to fame, bro.
0: Iowa's got a lot of other claim to fames. Do we? Yeah, you got the world's largest truck stop, baby. Oh, brother. You got the world's largest truck stop. You got a really good wrestling team. We have the uh, world's largest frying pan. Is that the fucking, like, the it's in chicken? Brandon,
1: Iowa. You yeah, it's like it
0: a chicken festival it's like a poultry festival or something no
1: it's literally just a frying pan that's like
0: but they bring it to a there's like a fest i i heard this on the radio i shit you not two days ago where they were talking about there's like a poultry festival that's held and they bring the world's largest frying pan to there and it can fry like 365 chickens at the same time and hold 2,000 gallons of cooking oil
1: i feel like they've never moved the largest frying pan in brandon iowa they said it weighs
0: like two tons or some shit
1: yeah i don't know I don't feel like I it's ever moved but maybe that's a thing and I just didn't know. You could be completely right.
0: Uncle Kyle says Space Jam 2. I haven't seen it yet so I can't I, can't I haven't either comment. but I also
1: heard it was terrible so. I feel shocked. like
0: I feel like people say it's terrible because it like it just it's a re-egging of the LeBron <laughs> versus MJ argument. I have the the older I've gotten the less I've liked Adam
1: Sandler movies. I oh, so see I, I think have, it's
0: the opposite for me. I think I appreciate him more now.
1: I have less of an appreciation for like Happy Gilmore. I love Happy Gilmore. I don't know, what else? The original Longest Yard I thought was
0: pretty shit. I do like the Longest Yard remake better than the original.
1: Same. I'm just trying to look through the rest of this list. I don't watch that many sports movies either. Some, but not so many. I don't have too much of an opinion there from the top that I saw.
0: Yeah, there's, there's not many. Most sports movies, are, are you, you know what you're getting yourself into with the movie, so it's not, like, too big of a surprise. Yeah. Um, but Field of Dreams sucked. Anyways, that was my first topic. Kyle, what is topic number two for you, my friend?
1: Topic number two for me, and I can really credit Carly with both of these topics because I was driving home from work today, and I was like, you know, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about today. And she's like, why don't you talk about these two things? And the first one was kind of a bastardized version of what she wanted to talk about, but I did that. So the second one will be Jake. What are some things as an adult that you appreciate now that you did not appreciate when you were younger?
0: Number one, underwear is a present. Like underwear is a Christmas present. Like I will you sit, say
1: mine is socks is a Christmas
0: present. Like I, I, my brain connects socks as underwear. Socks like I consider-
1: are incredibly expensive. Yeah, I would like somebody else to buy those for
0: me. I've stopped care, like I don't care what, like I like having no-show socks for when I want to have no-show socks. But otherwise, like I bought a fucking it's like a ten pack of just white socks at Costco. Like I don't care. I have been buying Costco
1: underwear. Socks not so much.
0: Need to buy new underwear because I've lost (laughs) since I've lost so much weight. Like nothing fits me that I own anymore, and. I might as well try the Costco brand. It's probably a better deal than just buying a fucking pack of Hanes anywhere.
1: Just the Kirkland brand. They sell name brand, too, for just a cheaper price, and that's what I usually do. Because I got the Kirkland brand once, and I wasn't that excited about it, but they sell, like, your Calvin Klein's and all that shit there, too, and so they're fine. They're cheaper, usually.
0: Carly says, do not encourage Costco underwear. I'm going to do it, Carly. Yeah, when I said underwear
1: at Costco, I meant Kirkland. Or not Kirkland, I meant, like, their name brands that they sell. Well,
0: I'm going to go just because of that. I'm going to go buy the Kirkland one just to try it. You're probably going to be wasting your money. My uncle Kyle says his top four are money, socks, underwear, and time. All great choices. Uh, For me, what do I appreciate more now that I'm an adult? Summers. Yeah. Summers
1: off. You never really appreciated it. You're like, cool, school's out for the summer. I'm excited. Then you'd hang out. You'd pretty much do fuck all most of the summer and just chill, play video games or whatever. And you go back to school, never really appreciated it. I wish I could have just, like, a month off of work. Yeah, just
0: exactly. Give me that fucking – give me a month to just live my life and just not care about anything. Like, even just, like, a week of that, I'm so thankful for now. Oh, man. Yeah, that's definitely up there. Um, I think, like – I don't know. There's a lot that you either get or happens to you as a kid that like as an adult you'd wish for again. Yeah. Like, like the time that you get to spend with your family, the time not like, oh, here's one, not fucking worrying about bills. Like, I wish I could go back to the point where like, I could just not have, like, I don't care about money anymore. Like, that's not something I think about. Like,
1: Yeah. For sure, um,
0: but something that as an adult that I appreciate more—I don't know—it's
1: kind of a hard question. For me, education. Yeah, because you're you grow up and like it's not that I didn't try in high school, but I didn't really care that much. I kind of yeah. just went through the motions. Same. College, I definitely went through the motions. Like I same, attended same. class and everything. Like I wasn't like a shitbag in college, but at the fucking, same time, like. it's better to me. The, I still didn't appreciate what I was doing and I took kind of like a pretty easy major. So for me, it's like I wish I could go back and actually take that seriously and try to learn and then go into college and take something a little bit more serious, uh, something to prepare me more for a, an exciting or interesting future with some profitable uh, side of the house too. So for me, it's like education is, is pretty high up there.
0: Yeah, I, I would have to agree. I I wish I could redo a lot of things that I did, just to save myself money in the long run. Um, Let's see what else. Amusement parks. I appreciated well. That's actually the opposite. I appreciated those a lot more as a kid than I do now. Um, Oh fucking
1: love them. Oh man, that's that's a big one for me now. Is actually like, so the only but that's less of a. I think as a younger person, I would have appreciated them just as much as I do now, but I just didn't have the opportunity to go to them most of the time yeah so now as an adult like if i go somewhere i fucking live it up like we went to universal when i was in florida still and holy shit i had a my inner child poured out of me at universal like harry potter world was amazing yeah i had such a great time i enjoyed i I would
0: love to go back there because i haven't been since i was like 13 i'd appreciate it i would appreciate that so much more now that's
1: what i'm saying yeah And that's the thing too, is like, as a kid, I probably would have appreciated the, you know, the value of what was there, but I don't think that I would have like truly been engulfed in, in what that experience was. And I had a ton of fun there. Yeah.
0: Oh, I I'm thinking about it now. And I would definitely love that a lot more now
1: than I ever did as a kid. Yeah. It's the same thing with like Disney. Like I've never been to Disney, but I can tell you that I would probably appreciate the experience more now than I would have as a kid. Like I would love to go to Disney.
0: I agree with that. But also when we went to Disney, we did like universal at the same time. And I always enjoyed universal more.
1: Yeah. I think that's a lot of people have said that too.
0: Come uh, on. Let's see. What do I appreciate now? I think a lot of it just has to do with like the people I get to spend my time with. Like when you're a kid all you want to do is like you just want to be with your friends you want to be away from your parents like your parents are embarrassing yada 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 and like now that I've grown up like I truly just appreciate being able to spend time with my parents and do a little bit
1: more yeah that's fair
0: like I like uh, going to their house I like having dinner with them I like going out for drinks with them like I could go out with my friends and get shitty whenever I want like if I find a night where my parents are like yeah come over let's have some drinks like that just is like it's like a done deal like even if I had other plans they are canceled
1: yeah I can't relate to that one so much anymore just because I'm so far away from yeah, all of my definitely. family now. Uh, but I will say that's that, that would probably be true if I still lived at home. I would appreciate that time a little bit more. Same with my brothers. I grew uh, closer to my brothers as I got older. Uh, so I would probably have a little bit more of a value for that time as opposed to what I did when I was a kid for sure. I would, argue, I th- I would agree with that.
0: I think that's probably the, the, the best answer to the, the question in general, just time. Like when you're a kid, all you yeah. want to do is grow up. You want to be 16 so you can drive a car. You want to be 18 so you can not have a curfew anymore. You want to be 21 so you can go out to bars. Like, and now that like as I'm getting older, I'm like wishing like, um, I wish I was 16 again. I wish I was back playing
1: baseball. I wish I, you know, it's could- tough to too when you're young because you don't understand like how much more responsibility that you're going to have as an adult. Since I just scored as the tight end, don't worry about it. Um, i'm worried about it i have him in a bet where uh, i had but him you, under
0: that reception total
1: you it's like you said from a time perspective you just don't understand the responsibilities that you're going to have as an adult yeah and so like even like basic ass bills right like your cell phone bill and like the things that you internet access right like the things yeah. that you have to pay for that you just don't even think about when you're younger uh, and then you do truly appreciate the fact that you didn't have to deal with that. Yes, and, and, and that might be close to the top of the list too. Is like the appreciation as an adult for your parents. Yep, and like everything that they did for you when you were a kid, and like the shit that they had to go through. Especially for me, like I had two brothers and we were just hellions, and so same. my parents put up with that for the whole time, and you know it's, they didn't really fuss too much about it. So,
0: I mean, it's the exact same thing for me. Like I had I had two brothers. We were all shitheads. Some of us were less shitheady than others yeah some of us and i think that like that's where the like i can kind of appreciate getting older a little bit more because like i have a much better relationship with my parents now than i did when i was 16. like when i was 16 me and my parents did not get along at all like we just butted heads like they they didn't understand where i was coming from i definitely didn't understand where they were coming from and you know it's i think you know as, as an adult, I definitely appreciate yeah I definitely appreciate my parents a lot more than I
1: did when I was a kid. I appreciate the travel a lot more as an adult too honestly I'm some of it was some of it was partially because we just couldn't when I was younger like we didn't really travel that often so circumstance plays a role in that too but now like if I really wanted to, I could probably at least go anywhere in the world that i wanted to for a short period of time and like i could probably travel now to pretty much wherever if i wanted to right and i definitely couldn't do that as a kid so the travel we don't get to do it very often but when we do i appreciate it more than when i was a kid because really what we did was like a lot of road trips and those have their value too but for me now it's like man like i was missing out on some really cool cultural opportunities as a kid that i truly appreciate as an adult maybe i wouldn't have had uh, as a kid either. If I if I got the opportunity, I wouldn't have really seen the value in that, but uh, I definitely do now. So that's part of it too.
0: Yeah. I'm the opposite. I like traveling a lot more when I was a kid.
1: I like traveling. I mean, being on a flight sucks, but the experience once you get to the destination is incredible.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, that's a whole different conversation that we could have. Uh, I won't go too deep down that rabbit hole, but write that one down in your notepad. Jake hates traveling. We can go over that. Um, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from with that. I, I don't know. I think there's a lot as an adult that I appreciate more. And I think a lot of it just comes from maturity. I think just being more mature, like I look at things just through a completely different lens. Sure. So that's your no, your money, time, family time, all that.
1: Yeah, I think you really when you're a kid, there's like this there's a point in everyone's life, I think, where you transition away from the I just want to be with as many friends as i possibly can all the time and you transition over to i'm okay with my circle being a little tighter and me being closer with my family and i think pretty much everybody has that transition yeah and you're just like man i really like i suddenly enjoy the quality time that i get with my family and i get that maybe having two or three or four like really solid friends is better than having 50 okay friends like you yeah you that's those circles close a little bit and you, you start to appreciate um, different qualities amongst the people that you surround yourself with. It's not just, Hey, we're social and we get along, it's like, Hey, we have the same values and there's a lot more that goes into that, uh, that type of a a relationship amongst friends or, you know, your spouses or family or two. So I'm,
0: I I definitely get that because for me, it's like the, the few friends that I do consider to be like my really close friends. I almost consider to be, like, part of my family in a way. Yeah. Like, like you, Dane, like, I consider you guys, like, you guys, yeah, you guys are basically just, like, fourth and fifth <laughs> brothers for me. Like, it's just extended family. Like, that's how I view, like, my closest friendships. I feel and- like Carly's
1: hanging out in the background of this somewhere, too, or maybe she can just hear me talking out loud because I think she probably has some things in mind, and she should probably pop in the comments and let us know because I think she has some stuff to hear too. But, yeah, and I agree with Uncle Kyle there, too. Like, quality over quantity time. Um, for sure, absolutely, man. Like you think, like for me too. Like I was much more outgoing when I was younger. Like I wanted to be out of my house all the time. I never wanted to be home. I wanted to be with friends as much as possible. And now I'm like, nah, dude. I'd rather hang out by myself and have some time to decompress. Hang out with my wife. Hang out with my cats. And then every once in a while, I'm like, okay, I'll go out and hang out with some people. But for the most part, I'm just I'm content doing things for me, which is I mean that's one of the big things, right? Like I think you a lot of people grow up with this notion of like, Hey, I want to like do grow up and like have a family and like replicate the things that came before me. But for me, it's like the older I've gotten, the more I've truly appreciated the individual time that I have and catering to, it's not like I would say like I'm suddenly a ton more selfish. I think I just have more perspective as an adult in life where I don't feel the pressure of society to do societal norms. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm just going to do what makes sense for me and makes sense for my timeline in life. And that might not be having kids or, you know, following a traditional timeline. And I'm completely happy with that. So that's something that I would say that I appreciate more as an adult, too, is the freedom to make decisions based on what I want and what I need, as opposed to what I felt like was the projection of society as, as a younger person.
0: Yeah, I agree with you 100%. What you're talking about kind of parlays into my second topic. So,
1: parlay. Have spe- at it, man.
0: Give us your second topic. Speaking of parlay, not doing so hot. Anyways, Kyle, this is this is going to be probably the most unique question that I have asked on the podcast. Okay. How are you doing? Stress. How how, Just how, how <laughs> like I've been thinking like I've been taking a lot of time recently as i'm transitioning jobs and am you know thinking a lot about my life in a lot of different ways just because i have a different perspective on things right now but like i've been focusing on my mental health a little bit more and i know you've had a, a hectic couple weeks you know that's why we took last week off the podcast like it was just you know you had a lot of stuff going on i just want to know i just want to see how you're doing just want to dude this week's
1: know. been it's funny because i went from like two absolutely insane weeks like straight back to back to this week where I'm really not that busy. And so it's such a weird transition from literally just the hectic craziness because it somehow it always happens where now that I'm I'm back in school, where when school picks up, work picks up. So like I suddenly got involved in some pretty time intensive shit at work uh, and some pretty, I had to dedicate a lot of time to the things that I was doing at work. And then I would have to come home immediately and jump right into school because I was getting prepared for a test. And so like, things were getting stacked on at school and at the same time getting stacked on at work and it was just building and building and building and building. And so the last two weeks were crazy busy for me and I didn't really have time to do anything at all. I've been pretty crazy busy. And then I start like Monday of this week and I was done with like my big project shit at work. And so I get back to like my normal regular work routine and I was like, man, I've got time to figure some shit out. Like I don't have to like rush and get things done. Like I can kind of take my time and get my normal stuff done. And then I come home and I'm like, My test is done, so I can kind of chill out a little bit at school. And so this week's been – it's been good. It's been a nice relaxation from last week, and uh, hopefully the Bengals actually figure their shit out tonight and I can make this a better break for myself. But They just just forced a punt,
0: so hopefully uh, they can turn around. But I just wanted to like – I don't know. I feel like especially men, like we don't talk about like how we're doing enough. Like a lot of the times, like – when like most of my guy friends are like, Oh, how's it going? Like, I just instinctively say like living the, like living the dream, like, you know, heart's still, heart's still beating, lungs are still working. Like, I I don't, I feel like, I feel like, and and that, that's really kind of the topic that, that I want to talk about is like the stigma of like guys and having, you know, whether it's mental health issues or just guys showing their emotions, like, I I've never been one to hide my emotions. Like I've never had an issue sharing them. And I've definitely taken some flack over the years from like sure. bullies for lack of a better term for like kind of just wearing my heart on my sleeve and like always being honest about how I'm feeling. Yeah, like, sure. and I've always been open about like my mental health struggles as well. Like I, I, I've been diagnosed with anxiety disorders. Like I've had bouts of depression. I have ADHD. I have dyslexia. Like I have, I have these things that are wrong with me and like, I just feel like too often guys are pressured into not talking about them. And I am a big advocate advocate for like normalizing talking about it.
1: Yeah, I've had a problem with specifically like the, the place that I work because I think it's a lot of talk and not a lot of action. Like there's a lot of the messaging of talk about what's going on. And this isn't just – this isn't gender specific so much as what you were talking about, but it's really just people – people get a sense of what's going on in society and they go, yeah, well, we need to figure out something to do about that. And so it all, it turns into kind of just like words Right. where it's, Oh yeah, we should care about this. We should talk about this. And there's no real action behind it. So yeah, I get what you're going at. And then I think you're right too. The, the stigma is a little bit more associated with the male side of this. Typically when it comes to, you know, the feet, about feelings, talking about what's going on talking about, Hey, maybe I need some help. And I think people have a hard time doing that. But at the same time, like, I think as a, as a society as a whole, we've been, there's a shitload of progress that has been made within our lifetime in Mm -hmm. terms of trying to figure out what to do about that. And it might not be perfect where I, uh, you know, in my spaces of life, but I think there are people out there that are doing a really good job of making that easier and truly professing the fact that that is a, it's necessary. Like you have to be able to vent those things and talk about that kind of shit and, if you're having problems, then people of all genders or but you know, everybody needs to be able to talk to somebody about, hey man, I'm having some problems. Like I need, a, I need to take a pause, man. Like give me a minute to get my shit together. And so, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, man. And I, I, do, I do appreciate the progress that we've made as a society towards allowing that to be more acceptable.
0: Yeah, I, I, I do agree. Um, we have made a lot of progress. I, I do still think there's a lot of work to be done Sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. but I, I agree a lot with what you're saying. And I think that, you know, it, it definitely does go both ways too. Cause there, I know I've talked to a lot of, of female friends of mine who have said that they're afraid to show their emotions at times too, because they don't want to come off as like the stereotypical, like hormonal female, or like they're, they don't want to be like a bitch. They don't want to come off as a bitch, but like, I'm like, it's okay. Like if you feel that way, like there's no reason you shouldn't express that that's how you feel.
1: Yeah, like, I can't imagine how in- incredibly difficult, and it's it's the same for me too. But I can kind of just be an asshole, so I get it. But uh, like you know the RBF concept, like it's hard yeah. for people to get past that, and they're like, hey, there's a stigma associated with that too, where like just because like you don't look happy all the time, that people just assume that you're like a shitty person or like that you're mean or whatever, and it's it's hard to overcome those types of things too. But that's in on a, some of it's out of your control, like your natural expressions are very difficult to. Yeah. to overcome as well too and like you shouldn't have to change the way that you just naturally look <laughs> so that you can accommodate some some societal expectation of you too.
0: Yeah, well it, it too like I'm a naturally like smiley person. Like I just smile a lot. Like if you watch our podcast on YouTube, you'll see it. Like I'm just smiling a lot of the time just cuz I don't know, just what my face does. Um uh, but people like not to be the stereotypical like the people who are seem the happiest aren't often like that is the case a lot of the time for me. Like in public, I can put on a very happy face and like everything's okay. And then I come home and like my wife is like, You're just, you just sat in your room for
1: four hours. I'm like, Yeah, I just needed to decompress. Like, you got a lot Dude, going on. Like, I can't th- talk about things that you value as an adult more than you were, did when you were a kid. Like just the alone the time, decompression. Yes. Not even alone time, just decompressing and not allowing to give yourself the time to decompress from the stress or a difficult day or whatever, and just truly just take the time and whatever method that might be. And it might not be alone time. Like it might be, uh, you know, video games with the friends or spending time with the significant other or whatever. Like there's a, a lot of different ways to decompress, but decompression is like invaluable to me now. Yeah. And it's not always the same for me either. Like some days I need to do different things and, everybody just needs to be able to figure out kind of what those things are for them and acknowledge the fact that, Hey, I do need to decompress. Like, Holy shit. I can't stay this spun up all the time. Uh, that's important too.
0: Yeah. I, I think that, you know, finding what, finding your outlet, finding your decompression technique. Like I think that's probably the most underrated thing in the world. Like it's, it's a thing that I didn't really put together as much until recently, but like, when I'm physically active, I burn like my stress goes away. Like when I'm working out, I don't think about work, I don't think about relationships, I don't think about anything besides getting that workout done and like feeling like I kicked my own ass. And it's just like it's such an outlet for me where it's like I can just do this one thing and I'm and I'm it just kind of helps me for an hour and a half or two hours. Yeah. And it's this, and but again, it's not always that. Like there's times where I look at my, my weights are right there. I have a squat rack right there. I have a bench right there. I have dumbbells. I have a barbell. I have plates. It's right there. There are times I walk in this room, I look at it and it's the last thing in the world that I want to do. And I will sit down sure. at this computer and I will play video games for four hours, not saying a single word to anybody. And that's what, exactly what I needed that day.
1: Yeah, dude. Every day is different for the stress that, that you had or the thing that's going to help you get over that stress. You know what I mean? And yeah. Some days I'm carefree and I don't give a shit. And like work went really well and I come home and I don't need that time. But there are a lot more times I would say that I need to come home and do one of many things to get just... I just need to chill out. Yeah. Sometimes it's popping a bottle of wine with the wife and just having some sips of wine, watching some, some TV or whatever. And sometimes it's playing video games or whatever, you know, but everybody needs to kind of find their, their thing uh, or things that they can do to decompress. And
0: it's also about finding the right outlet versus the wrong outlet. Like don't get me wrong. Sometimes sitting down, cracking a beer, pouring a whiskey, pouring some wine is great. Don't, Also also don't make a habit out of that. Like you shouldn't be drinking wine every night to get over your day. Like
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I'm just being (laughs) facetious.
0: Don't uh, don't create (laughs) yourself an alcohol problem because you use alcohol to deal with your problems. But But
1: that goes into things that like as an adult you need to recognize too. Like, hey, I've been using these types of things as a crutch. It's not something that is like actually helping me get over these things. It's just something that I'm using as a coping mechanism to kinda subdue whatever, you know, then you have to recognize that as well too. So there, there's things Definitely. you do that too, but.
0: Definitely, and for some people, therapy's the right route. For some people, you know, talking to somebody, getting those feelings off of our chest, like it's not good to internalize all of those feelings. I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I probably need to go to therapy a lot more because I haven't in quite some time and I, it couldn't hurt me to do it. And. Sure. I think, like, even just me saying that on a podcast is, like, a huge step up from even six months ago, I probably wouldn't have said that. Like, I think as I grow up, like, I get more comfortable. I get more comfortable with being uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And everybody needs to get into a position where they feel a little comfortable being uncomfortable, especially as you get older, uh, because... and that goes into a lot of different facets of life too. Like you're going through a transition right now from job to job where you do need to acknowledge like, Hey, I might be a little uncomfortable, but in the long term, I think that this is probably going to be a better thing for me. Yeah. And you have to recognize those things and work on those types of things as well. So,
0: well, and I think like as a way to kind of sum it all up, like life isn't comfortable, like true too. Eat, no matter how well off you are, You have stress no matter how tired you are you have stress no matter how bored you are you have stress if you have the perfect life you still don't and I think that people need to be okay admitting that and I'm starting to get more comfortable being uncomfortable and I think I've grown a lot from like accepting that as a truth
1: yeah, dude, I'm 100% with you and also because you probably didn't just watch this and I'm sorry, like this I'm not trying to take away from the seriousness of what you just said, but I, that has to be a mix and touchdown.
0: It's I I hold on. Are they
1: reviewing it? No. They called it short. It looks like they're just letting the he next He crossed run. the goal line. Oh, actually no, there. I'm
0: no, my stream's behind, so I'm seeing the play right now. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're going to take a shit. we're going to take watch a pause this from this.
1: That. It is a it is a 100% a touchdown. He crosses the plane with the ball. Before his any anything uh, touches the ground, no, it is a touchdown, hundred percent. It's, it's close.
0: I think it I touch. think it, I think it'll get rolled a touchdown on the review. Um, they, did, they didn't review it. Sorry, I'm ahead of you. Really? Hold on. I'm now. I'm getting the slow motion.
1: He uh. crossed the threshold, for sure. On that final no, push. No, he didn't. Uh, on the final push, that I think ball it, crosses it, the plane.
0: I think his left leg was already down.
1: It doesn't matter. Regardless, regardless. Um, Uncle Kyle, Uncle
0: Kyle points it out. Well, like finding your threshold of comfort is always evolving and that's a hundred percent true. Like, yeah, sure. The things that I need to be comfortable now are a lot different than they were a year ago, six months ago.
1: Yeah,
0: sure. Whatever. I, 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 I don't know. I I've felt like we haven't really talked about mental health that much on this podcast, and I do think you know it's, it's a stigma that I want to be part of breaking down. Um, sure. I want to shout yeah. this out to any listeners as well. If you're going through anything, if if you ever need somebody to talk to, I'm always open ears. My DMs are open on Twitter. Reach out. Hop ever in the definitely. Discord. Send me a message. You know, it, it's what we're you know, we we do this podcast because we like to hang out with each other, shoot the shit, have a couple beers, but like. We also just like talking to each other. We like talking to other people sometimes and it's, you know, never feel like you can't
1: the decompression. Sometimes
0: exact it today. It 100% was, I had a long, (laughs) stressful day. I texted Kyle. I was like, I cannot wait to have a beer and podcast tonight. Like it's just for sure. Find, find what makes you more comfortable. Find what helps you decompress, be okay, not being okay. And just be willing to talk about it.
1: That's all I can say i I have nothing to add to that. It's a good closing. Uh With that being said, thank well, we you for joining us, everybody. No,
0: so no, 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 so no, 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 no no, 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 Jake no, no. has to
1: review a beer, and so do I. But other yeah, I was going say, thank you so you, much. For joining you can't.
0: Us. You can't close this out yet. We got to redo the beer reviews, my guy.
1: My break apart was definitely better than my first beer. I would give it a six point two. Ooh, I. It was not incredible, but it was good. I had my
0: fingers on six point one. Six point two. This cherry fandango. If you like cherry pie, if you love cherry pie, this would, if you love cherry pie, this is in the nines for you. It tastes like a liquid cherry pie.
1: I can add cherries to the thing. One of the things that I hate, Kyle.
0: I mean, come I hate on, cherries.
1: I, I hate guess that. I mean, that. Them. I don't even like fruit. artificial cherry flavoring. I don't like fruit. I don't like
0: I cherry. fucking love
1: cherries. Not a big cherry guy.
0: Eight point
1: eight. Ugh.
0: I love cherries. Based on your so,
1: description of that, it sounds like a fucking 3.0 to me.
0: It tastes like, che- if you don't like cherry pie, it's probably a 3.0. If you love cherry pie like I do, this is an 8 to a 9 for you. Fair enough. This is amazing. It's an amazing, beer. amazing beer. I enough. I have a few other cherry beers, and I think they're all going to disappoint me now because of how good this one
1: is. Okay. I have some more pumpkin beers, so hopefully they can actually be better than what I just had. Just Are, are you going to do pumpkin beers next week? I've been doing a lot of fall-themed things. They're not all pumpkin, but yeah, most of them are fall-themed.
0: All right. I'm going to go get a couple pumpkin beers just to do on next week's episode. Oop, oop. We can, it'll be the fall special.
1: Fall special. We can actually save it because we have to do a Halloween episode at some point,
0: too. Oh, good point.
1: Coming towards the end of the month. I like where your head's at. It is almost October, by the way, if you guys didn't know, a.k.a. tomorrow.
0: What day, uh, what day is Halloween? The 28th?
1: Sure. I don't know.
0: Is it? Hold on. I want to say it's the...
1: While Jake is figuring out when Halloween is, thank you everybody for joining us. This has been uh, another, 31st. Two, another episode of Two Average Husbands. Uh, it has been another fun episode. We're happy to have you. Uh, please join us in the Discord if you guys are able to do that because we have multiple methods of communication. Now you can either comment on the YouTube uh, channel or join us on uh, Discord as well to comment during. And we are also trying to join the... Uh, Discord channel as much as possible uh, for the NFL football games. So whether that be Sunday, Monday, or Thursday, we're trying. We're not always available there. So specifically with Thursdays, right, we're in the podcast. Uh, But that being said, for Sundays and Mondays specifically, we're trying to get to that Discord and chat with you guys during the football games and just kind of have some conversations over the NFL. Uh, And then outside of that, follow us all over the place at number 2 husbands. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and we are at Facebook as well, and you can get us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. That's all I got. Thanks for joining us again. Jake, can close up. out?
0: As always, thank you, Kyle, for joining me uh, this week. Thank you all for tuning in. Like Kyle said, make sure you check us out on other platforms. Um, with a lot of transitions going on in my life, I am able to do a little bit more with social media now, so uh, definitely keep an eye out on our Twitters. Uh, Twitter's definitely going to get a lot more active. I've got a lot of uh, unique ideas that I want to try out on there just to see if you all like them. Um, But as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed our beverages and your beverages tonight, and we will see you all next week. Peace.